0: Our Lakeshore campaign features content that some viewers may find uncomfortable, including gun violence, drug use, and sexuality. For more detailed information, including full content warnings and transcripts, check out the show notes or our website, therealmscast.com. Previously on Lakeshore, Kitty returns home and reconciles with Philip, who decides to take the family on a vacation to recover and recuperate at a cottage resort outside of the city. Roman is upset by her sister's departure, but she agrees to go with Susan and Knox to meet Arthur Cho and wrap up their job with him. Hazel is pointedly not invited, but Roman offers her Kitty's old room so she has a place of her own. At the distillery, the gang receives a hero's welcome from the wolves who are ecstatic at the blow that has been dealt to Rex Lemaire. Arthur Cho reveals the contents of the mysterious crate from Kitty's vision. Dozens of the strange white crystals like the one that was found in the Naturalist Society shed. He also confirms the address the crystals are being shipped to, a mysterious facility in the north end of the city. Returning home, Roman finds Hazel sobbing on her bed in a cloud of sulfur. Though she has attempted to escape Rex's control, her demonic patron Malarax will follow her to the ends of the earth.
1: Welcome to 102.5 Many Realms FM. It's Jordan here, playing Nox the Tainted, you know who it is. And of course, all listeners, it's good to be here.
2: (laughs) Hi, my name is Eli. I play Roman the Fae, and it's good to be here.
3: Hi, I'm Jory. I play Kitty the Aware, and it's good to be here.
4: Hi, I'm Jillian. I play Susan the Hunter. It's good to be here.
0: I'm Jesse. I'm the MC, and I have irrefutable evidence that Canadian Prime Minister Mackenzie King was a blood-sucking vampire. This story and more on Many Realms. It is maybe the first few days of May. Let's say the exhibition's like a week and a half away. It is therefore pretty early in the sort of like lakeside resort season. It's warm enough to swim maybe at like the absolute peak of noon on the hotter days, but most of the time it's a little too chilly, a little too clammy, a little too uncomfortable. There don't seem to be many people around staying here. Maybe uh, one gigantic family with like six or seven children that. Um, came out of season to save money and just have the kids like romp around outside and another couple that are very old and don't really want to talk to anyone and keep to themselves but other than that I mean this this lodge that has room to seat like 40 or 50 people is totally deserted the next morning I think you guys are having uh, breakfast in the sort of lodge it's like a, you know, resorty like, hotel kind of, uh, breakfast bar, serve-yourself kind of situation. Betty is loitering somewhere, or, like, spray-painting a wall. <laughs> she's spray-painting anti-cop graffiti on the back wall of the lodge, um, because she's a queen. And you are alone, more or less, with Philip here.
3: Philip here.
0: Uh, hey, yes, Katie, did you want some more yogurt? I, I say it with the H. Can you- yogurt? Can you hear that?
2: Yog hurt?
3: You know how course.
0: some people say it with the H? I that do.
2: Yog hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> I won't apologize. <laughs> um
3: I'm I'm sorry to bring this up again. It's a little harder to relax than I thought it would be. I'm concerned. You've been working so hard on the on the exhibition and now you're going to skip it.
0: Well, Kitty, uh I don't need to be there to know that I've done a job a job well done I mean uh, uh, I can take pride in my own efforts without seeing a crowd of sweaty, noisy people eating funnel cake or what have you
3: <sighs> That is what happens so you don't have a rule on the day or on the weeks I don't know how long is the X in this case?
0: Call it like a weekend okay he's he's a little cagey, he says, of course there were there were duties that uh, were were set to me, but nothing that can't be done by another one of Mayor Graham's uh, capable staffers, it's just uh, it's like I said, Kitty, uh, I think spending this time with you and with Betty is, is just more important, sometimes uh, a man needs to look after his family, his own, his kin instead of just always putting himself first all the time it can't always be me, 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 sometimes Kitty has to be us
3: alright, I want to roll to figure him out Anyway.
0: Yeah, this would be the time. He's he's getting nervous.
3: Oh, wait. No, that's not my thing anymore.
0: Yeah, you're aware. You can't oracle him.
3: I just want to oracle. Yeah. If only I could skim the surface. Never again. That was a nine.
0: That just means, like, swapping questions, right?
3: Seven to nine, they hold one on me as well. Yeah, okay. And I hold two. So I want to know... Um, what does your character worry might happen?
0: That's really it, isn't it? That's the big, that's the that's, big, bad one.
3: That's the one.
0: Katie, I, I mentioned, and if I if my recollections are accurate, you did agree that it might not be a, a good time to be in Lakeshore right now. I think that if we headed back too soon, I think those same patterns would just repeat themselves, and, and I would be a, a workaholic, and you would be unhappy, and all alone up in the apartment, and Betty would be-
2: Doing drugs.
0: Jaywalking. I don't know what Betty does. Going on a streetcar without proof of fare. I I, I want this to be a change for us, I want this to be different. I don't want you to get hurt.
3: Ooh, if I'm in their faction, I can ask an additional question even want I miss. How can I get your character to tell me what's going to happen at the exhibition?
0: He um, dejectedly drags his spoon through his yogurt, and he uh, looks up at you with a forlorn look on his face. He says, um, "Kitty, everything, everything I've ever done for you has always been to to keep you safe, to keep you happy. I've I've never wanted anything more than that." If... If I tell you the truth, I'm worried that you'll fly off the handle, that you'll run away from me again. And Kitty, I don't think I could handle it a second time. I don't think my heart could take it. Promise me that you won't do anything rash.
3: I can promise that. I won't do anything rash.
0: And you'll... you'll stay. Okay. He says, um, "I don't know. I don't know everything. I, I Mayor Graham is a very uh, uh, a secretive woman, a very powerful woman. Of course, she is our mayor, and she um she has big plans for the city, uh, which are, uh, I'm to understand, be- beneficial. She wants to uh, usher us into a new age of technology and community and." Power, I'm not sure if I understand her means of doing so, but Kitty, I don't know if you know that there are there are others like you in the city. people with uh, with proclivities and and powers that extend beyond that the natural scope of the senses.
3: I had an inkling
0: if Mayor Graham has her way, those people. They might not be so safe in, in Lakeshore anymore. That's why it's such good news that you are that you're feeling so much better and that your your head is so much clearer because it means that you're you're safe and you have nothing to worry about.
3: I want to know and I don't know how this in conversation can come up organically, but I want to know what his beef is with the uh, one handed man.
0: <laughs> that's that's not organic. That's a uh, 100% synthetic plastic vegan bacon but I guess I mean you're you're having this hard conversation with him he takes a long drink uh from his cup of weak tea kitty your your curiosity will be the death of both of us I promise refresh my memory um does he know that you have like seen this man have you told him about that I
3: told him I immediately like went back and asked him about that vision pretty much
0: okay and he like
3: got all mad and weird and then I got all mad and weird
0: that man was a, uh, a f- former colleague of mine in Mayor Graham's office, and, uh, suffice it to say that Mayor Graham found his conduct and his professionalism to be questionable. Kitty, in these, in these, uh, in these higher circles of, of power that people like Mayor Graham operate in, there's, um, there's a lot they can do to people they don't like, and, uh, he doesn't work in the office anymore.
3: Okay, thank you for humoring me,
0: Kitty. I've been I've been very forthright with you. I've been very honest about my intentions. Uh, I am your husband after all, and you told me a lot about what you, what you uncovered when you were away, when you were on your own. I'm I'm asking you this because I I truly don't know, and and that's the very reason why we're here, Kitty. Do you think the city is safe? No. I have a feeling you'd say that, and I'm wondering if you know more than me.
3: I've told you everything I know.
0: I know. It's it's hard to hear it secondhand. It's it's fragmented and. You talk about these these friends you've made, this Susan and this Knox and d- demons. Everything you've told me has has only further confirmed that we are making the right decision that we are staying out of trouble, that we are keeping our noses clean and that we are keeping our families safe and that has to be the most important thing. So we've got a few leads here. I don't know where we want to start. If we want to start, like, there's a lot actually on the table. There's the North End address. There's City Hall. There's Roman's business card. There's also Hazel, of course. She had some weird moments last time.
2: Yeah, do we need to address that? Like, no, right? She's just, like, doing a, she's just doing a cry. She doesn't need a scene.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, she, She, how do you, how does Roman feel about it? Does Roman want to address it? Roman saw Roman saw like the tail end of her having a conversation with her patron. To be clear,
2: yeah, like I'll go comfort her if she needs it.
0: Do you tell her about um, your experience at the at the distillery with all the werewolves and, and Arthur?
2: Sure. Roman's a pretty like like forward. Like she's she doesn't usually try to hide things. So sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I think she's she's moderately interested in that say that you know you're telling her the story she's kind of calmed down um she's drinking a glass of water and she's in her pajamas sitting on the bed and she says um so you've been hanging out with these other two for um for a while now yeah
2: yeah it's been a little while why do you ask
0: i i only know you all a little bit kind of in passing uh i just want to know like what you think of them i mean susan is um She's very clear about how she feels about me. Nox is, uh, he seems like a bit of a tough nut to crack. I mean, what's your take on them? Why do you, why do you stick with them?
2: Can I get a read? Like, I don't know if you want me to roll for this, but am I understanding it that she's just kind of being a gossip, kind of curious, or is she, is there anything else going on here that she's trying to feel out?
0: What she's saying is true. She's like met the four of you in like a violent, uh, escape from, you know, New York Home Alone 2 context where you fled from, like, a casino that was full of demons and then she's had one other conversation where, like, you were unconscious and then one conversation where where Susan was like fuck off, I hate you, eat shit and, and then you were like, and then come stay at my house so she's like, who are these people? Like, okay, and she wants okay. your perspective on it.
2: Yeah. They're definitely a ragtag bunch, you could say that. Um wouldn't have expected them to end up working together and sometimes together so well but no i think at their core they're they're good people who don't have malicious intentions and i think that's enough for me i i think they can both be a little bit uh rough at times? Uh, brash, maybe? Uh, first night I met Nox, I tried to sacrifice him, and, uh, then he put his claws around my head, so we're not exactly a cuddly bunch, but I think they're trustworthy people.
0: Do you think Susan's ever gonna come around to Nox, or, uh, to me?
2: Uh, <laughs> and after a long, awkward pause, uh, well, you said you wanted to destroy that contract, right? Uh, I mean, if you two are ever not demons, kind of doesn't matter.
0: It seems like she she knows a lot about them, and she's she spent a lot of her life hunting them.
2: Yeah, uh, she's very smart, and I think if you go to her and say, hey, I want this shit out of my body, then um, she's not going to... I mean, she's not gonna be your best friend, but... One less demon in the world could probably be helpful to both of you, and so I think you're a little bit more on the same side than you both think.
0: I'll try to keep that in mind. I should... I should be kinder to her, maybe.
2: Yeah. Uh... Not everybody likes the... Cheeky thing, you know? Don't get me wrong, I am too, but you know.
0: This can be a really hard city to live in, and um, it, it it makes you hard. It makes you tough, and it makes you uh, put yourself first a lot of the time. It changes you.
2: Yeah, I mean, hey, I've never lived anywhere else, so I guess I can't compare it, but I see that. Um, I think... Recognizing it is is a big step in making yourself soft again.
0: Soft again. She runs her hand up and down her arm, and she says, "Wouldn't that be nice?" I'm. I think I'm gonna go to bed. Thank you for talking to me, Roman.
2: Um. Yeah. No problem. Night, Hazel.
4: I have a hit list of thirteen demons. I have questions about crystals. Really kicking myself for not getting Kitty to touch it earlier, so that she it's can cast some good. commentary on it's it. It's very good.
0: It's very good that you've had it since episode two. And yeah,
4: nothing. look, so many, so many clues. I want to know more about demon contracts and how to break them and I want to know what's up with the Lakeshore Exhibition because Jillian's got theory
0: how do you want to gain that information
4: Mm, I don't know I need somebody who has insider knowledge who would I guess be willing to talk to me
0: do you want to hit the streets?
2: Yes.
4: Okay.
0: I mean, the Lakeshore Exhibition obviously is uh, in the hands of power. Um, because of the way the demons kind of run in this city, you have a, a valid excuse either way to roll with power. Because of like how it's connected to Rex, or you could roll with Wild, which is like the actual faction that the Tainted is kind of like descended from.
4: I have m- hopefully multiple questions that like someone from Wild would be able to answer.
0: Okay.
4: That's a seven. They're busy or juggling their own problems.
0: Or whatever you need is more costly than anticipated, but you get to choose. So you want to choose that first one?
4: It can be it can be more costly than I
0: anticipated. Okay. Is there a character already in the storyline or a new character that you want to create that is gonna be uh, this function?
4: Is it interesting if I go to Hazel?
0: Uh very Great. Susan's motorcycle roars down the street and into the driveway that is uh, craggy and cracked and sprouting with weeds uh, around the side of Roman's house. You park and you uh, get off the the bike and stretch your arms out in the uh, mild morning air. And then you make your way into Roman's house Calling up the stairs for Roman does not produce any answer, but when you call for Hazel, uh, she pokes her head over the stairwell and um, gives you a suspicious look. And she says, um, Roman's out. Can I take a message?
4: No, I was looking for you, actually.
0: Do what do I owe the pleasure? Am I about to get uh, force-fed some holy water?
4: No, I just want to
0: talk. She gives you a curt nod and beckons you to come upstairs into her room um she has dumped her like she literally just kind of ran out of the uh the drake with her purse so she's probably still wearing like the same like evening gown or she's like stolen some more of roman's men's clothes because i guess roman just has like a tickle trunk that anyone can borrow from if they need (laughs) Um, you can see she started to uh clean up a lot of the naturalist society materials that have been left here. Um, she has like started organizing books into categories and shifting the boxes around and um, she makes no secret of hiding the fact that she has uh, two or three of the books open on the bed with uh, paper and some notes next to them looks like she's been reading these materials and studying
4: doing a bit of research
0: Oh, just some light summer reading. I mean, it doesn't seem like I should be walking around outside. I'm sure Rex's goons are going to be hunting me down before too long. So, uh, why not pass the time with a book?
4: Find anything interesting?
0: Oh, sure. Um, a lot of these have your name in the front cover. thought that was pretty interesting.
4: Yes. You're a collector? Well, this is years and years of research. I... Also, fearful of Rex, uh, decided to move this stuff out of the naturalist society because uh, Max and Mickey knew where that was. So,
0: mm. They're not ones to fuck with, although I haven't seen Max around in a while. Maybe she uh, thought better of it.
4: Oh, didn't you hear? She's a goner.
0: I'll have to raise a glass to her the next time I can find a drink. What did you want to talk to me about?
4: I have questions about demon contracts, um, this weird crystal thing, and the Lakeshore Exhibition.
0: She shuts the book that's open in front of her with a cloud of dust, and she throws it back into a box in the corner, and she says, um, Hit me.
4: Talk to me about these contracts and what they mean for you and Nox.
0: Well, I'm not exactly an expert. I can only speak to my lived experience here, but, um, you have to ask for something. You've got to want it pretty bad. I don't think stubbing your toe and wishing you had an ice pack's going to cut it exactly. Knox, from what he told me, uh, asked for his life to be spared in the middle of a firefight, which seems like a pretty damn good reason to make a favor like that. Mine was, um, not so smart stupid friends and I, but the demon's listening at some point. He or she decides who they want to make a contract with. That's on their end. It's not really up to me. You have to either verbally or uh, in writing accept it. I suppose either way, some some form of it, some uh, symbol of it gets uh, passed on to the demon in question and then they get to ask you for stuff pretty much whenever um, and if you don't do it within the time frame, they always give you a time frame, I think it's one of their rules, if you don't do it within the time frame, things start to go pretty bad I I remember the first time um, I remember the first time that they asked me to hurt someone and I thought, well, I'm not going to do that, that's That's crazy, that's insane. And I I tried to just stay away. I I locked myself in my room. I I didn't go outside, I barely ate or drank. I hoped I could just try to ignore the problem. And it has some control over me and and probably over Nox as well. And I think, I don't think it likes to exert the effort to take full control, to, to drive us to do what it does. But if we don't obey it, We don't really have much of a choice in the end. We either do it the way we want, or it makes the decision. Not, uh, an easy thing. In exchange, we get whatever we bargained for, plus, uh, she, um, holds up her hands, and you can see just for a second the flash of of long, talony claws. She says, There are perks, if you can call them that. Um, and the break room's nice. Other than that, it's, no. I'm just being cheeky. Roman told me not to. I apologize.
4: I did say that. I did. I certainly don't like the amount of control demons seem to have over the city. It's quite concerning.
0: Hey, you don't have to tell me twice.
4: Has your demon ever asked you to do anything in relation to the exhibition?
0: No, not that I can think of. I think Rex wanted me there to, uh, to play in one of the pavilions, but just was like another gig. My understanding is that Rex, um, he specializes, right? He has, uh, different people for different, uh, different jobs. I mean, from what Knox told me, it sounds like he was mostly a mover. He was, uh, bringing stuff to Rex or getting rid of stuff. And I was, uh. I was getting rid of people, so that was my uh, big specialty, but he didn't tell me to slaughter a crowd of mortals at the exhibition, so I wasn't gonna.
4: What was the last thing you were asked to do?
0: There was a um, a colleague of Rex's, and um, I think there was some issue Some administrative mix-up, I don't know how Rex operates his business, but I dealt with him um, in the way which I am so blessed, and after I dealt with him, they told me they wanted him back. So I went over to Fairmont Park and I dug him up. Not proud. Does
4: this person have a name?
0: Um, Edward something, or Edwin, something like that.
4: All right. And have you ever seen one of these? And I hold up the crystal.
0: She takes it and kind of rotates it in the light, and she says... Uh... Yeah, yeah, I remember Rex having some of these on his desk at one time, and, um... I don't know, I think I I remember seeing them down in the basement at least once or twice when I was there. What do they do?
4: I don't know, I was hoping you could tell me. Well, I was hoping Kitty could tell me, but... Kitty's gone back to a fancy life, so...
0: I don't blame her, I mean... Seems like this room was, uh, (laughs) not so much to her taste. Uh, I'm, I'm not a geologist, sorry. It's pretty.
4: Yeah. Okay, well... Thank you for your honesty. I know nothing is free.
0: Speaking of, Hazel once again transforms into her demon form. Plates of armored scales ripple up her arms and down her legs. Uh, massive curled horns like that of a ram sprout from her forehead, uh, and her eyes narrow into ice blue cat-like slits. And she says, um, I appreciate everything you have done in helping me get out of the casino, but she gestures up and down her body. She says, I'm not exactly out of the woods yet, right? You understand that. I do. It seems like you have yourself a fair knowledge of demons and their dealings. Seems like you have a gun with some holy runes carved into it that I saw you whip out in the basement of the casino Susan you have to help me I don't think there's anyone else who is better equipped to help me get out of this fucking contract
4: well shooting you's not gonna help
0: well that's why I'm not asking you to
4: what are you asking
0: these these books are yours I've told you what I know about the contract if you're if you're serious, if I'm supposed to take you seriously as someone who who hunts demons, who wants them out of this city, who doesn't want their, their claws controlling and pulling the strings of Lakeshore, then it is the least you can do to figure out what we have to do to get me out of this. If that is killing Malarax, I don't know how that's gonna go, but you owe me at least to try.
4: Leave me, I've got a hit list of 13 demons, and I guess that's one of them.
0: I think that whatever uh, Miss Yanakis did in the basement of the casino, it has only bought us some time. Rex is starting to regain control of his squadron. Malarax came to see me last night. How'd that go? Peachy. He told me that if I didn't return to the Drake Casino within 72 hours, well, you get the rest. I'm on a time limit here. I'm on a clock. I want to help you, Susan, but I'm really running on borrowed time from what we did down there. And I don't want this to be over. I don't want this to be a one time thing. I don't want to go back to where I was before. It's not worth it.
4: Can you... Summon Your patron at will
0: To a certain extent Once I've completed Jobs Oh Okay Alright I'm playing your tune Okay We could set a trap We could We could fuck this guy up Really bad Couldn't we Sure could It's it's risky. We'd have to find the right place, the right time. Malarax isn't going to go down without a fight. And and I think that they are one of Rex's stronger uh, lieutenants. This could be pretty bad, but this could be a, a good move. We could do this, you and me, and and maybe get some backup. Maybe see if Nox would be willing, but maybe I could uh, go hunting with you.
4: I like
0: the sound of that. She uh looks up at you and flashes you a wary smile, and she says, um. Okay, maybe uh maybe Roman was right. Maybe we have more in common than, than I thought we did. I'm
4: starting to see that.
0: I'm gonna talk to Nox. Um. I'll contact you soon. We'll make a plan. We'll figure this out. Clear your next three days if you can.
4: Yeah. I will, I will get, get some backup and make sure there's been adequate training, and me and the, me and my gals will, will be there.
0: Roman wanted to investigate the business card that Ileana gave her uh, the other day. In the cafe this is a business card for one charlie pendergast charlie pendergast is according to this business card the owner and proprietor of a place called the last hurrah hey
2: hey okay well um having been a fairside resident a long time i would presumably know exactly where the last hurrah is uh, i just haven't it's actually charlie. not in fairside it's not
0: no, it's um, it, the address it gives you is on a street downtown.
2: Oh wait, when has this bar come up before? Uh, Knox got that business card from the dead man. Right. He found okay. a matchbook,
0: which is more noir-y, but we switched to a business card for this.
2: I mean, there's an address, so I go to the Last Hurrah.
0: Sure. Uh, you catch a streetcar heading downtown on this morning. The trees that line the streets of the you know beautiful, upkept downtown. Lakeshore neighborhood are starting to flower gently, like apple blossom petals, so out of season, but you know what I mean, are um, scattered about on the wind. It's just a nice, it's a nice crisp day of spring, coming into early summer. In between 610 Adelaide, which is a used bookstore, and 606 Adelaide, which is a cafe, you find nothing but uh, an exposed foot-wide strip of brick with no means of ingress whatsoever.
2: Okay, I will go into the bookstore.
0: Okay, the bookstore is dusty, musty, underlit. Instead of an owner who would be like at the counter doing stuff at the bookstore, instead there is a uh, droopy-faced basset hound that has its head uh, laying down on the counter and it's snoozing in the morning sun.
2: Oh. i him a little scritch on behind the ears. <sighs> hey buddy, you know where the last hurrah is?
0: His tongue lolls out of his mouth and his eyes flick up into your face. It's like big dopey brown soft eyes. And then the dog says, what do you want to do there?
2: Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, talking dog. <sighs> That's not weird. I guess I've been a talking dog before. Hello, how are you always a dog?
0: <laughs> the dog kind of lifts his head up and splays his big front claws with, like, clackety claws on, you know how they, like, scrabble? Um, <laughs> the claws on, like, the wooden desk. And he sort of looks up at you and he says, um, uh... No, uh, if you're not comfortable, he um, kind of like shudders and almost sneezes. And then in front of you is a uh, young man, maybe in his like late 20s with uh, sandy blonde hair and a little red bow tie and like an orange sweater vest. And he says, um, I can also do this if this is better.
2: Is this going to cost me a corruption to playfully like turn my hand into a paw and be like, either way works, just like in a silly way.
0: I think if it's just for silly points, I'll make an yeah. exception.
2: Great. He, I do those he gives for silly you a points. high
0: five to paw situation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hi. Have you... Uh, is there a bar here? Usually 608 is missing, I notice.
0: Missing is one way to put it. Do you have... Um... Sorry, it's just you're not the um, usual clientele. Did, did someone uh, invite you?
2: Yeah, are you Charlie? Um, <laughs>
0: no, 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 no.
2: Okay, well, um... Ileana? Is the Ooh. one who gave me the name, so...
0: Okay, fair's fair. Uh, I'm not trying to get in your way. Just, um... He hands you uh, a little, like... He tears off a bit of receipt paper from the roll, and he uh, writes something down on a slip, and he hands it to you. You take a look, and it is, um uh, an author's name and, um, uh, book title. And the book title is, um, uh, Secrets of the Beyond.
2: Okay, um, I'll thank him and I'll go pull the book.
0: Okay, you thank him, you go pull the book, and naturally, when you pull the book, the entire shelf of books just, like, flies out into the room, um, some of them kind of knocking you back a little bit, and, uh, instead of kind of sliding away, it just seems that once all the books are taken off the shelf, there is no shelf whatsoever, just, uh, warmly lit staircase leading down.
2: Okay, um, sorry if you have to clean this. It's fine. Okay, go down.
0: You enter a really upscale-looking classy bar. There is, uh, some gentle music being piped in from somewhere although you can't see any musicians or instruments there are like big leafy potted plants in all the corners it's very kind of like downtown lounge you know what i mean it's not like grimy at all um the other thing this bar is is completely empty uh as far as you can tell the chairs are all pushed in um there's no one even staff like behind the bar or attending just a row of stools uh an empty couple glasses laying on the counter uh, and no sign of life.
2: Okay, is there, um, like a room?
0: Uh, there does seem to be a door marked Employees Only. Through the Employees Only door, you find a bar kitchen. Um, it does look like there might have been activity happening here recently. There is, um, ingredients, like, laid out. There's, like, a basket of fries on one of the countertops. Um, utensils are in the sink kind of thing but, uh, still no people around.
2: Nothing in, like, an office capacity.
0: A hallway that leads down to, uh, a small unmarked door that is locked.
2: And I call out, and there's nobody? You call out. Charlie!
0: A cold gust of wind starts blowing down this hallway, uh, back into the direction of the kitchen. Okay.
2: Okay. Uh, I guess I'll follow the gust.
0: The gust leads you, uh, in, in very precise kind of bursts of air, uh, down into the kitchen, back into the bar, and up to the counter.
2: Uh, I call again, I guess.
0: Okay. Um, you feel a, a cold chill ripple through your, uh, your hands that are sitting out on the bar counter, that kind of runs up to your shoulders and, and tingles your very brain. And then suddenly in front of you, there is a uh, woman, maybe 35, 40. She has a uh, strawberry blonde, kind of reddish hair pulled back into a high ponytail. She is dressed like a bartender with a nice, neat little vest, a crisp dress shirt. And she uh, pulls up a bottle of gin from below the counter. And she leans forward and she says, um, it's a little early, but uh, gin martini? Yeah. Great. She fixes you up a drink, and she slides it over, and she says, um, How you doing today?
2: Uh, I had a lot of questions on my mind, and that wasn't one of them, but I guess I have been better and worse. Are you Charlie?
0: Pleased to make your acquaintance?
2: Nice to meet you, Roman.
0: It's nice to meet you as well. Aren't you just a cute little thing? (laughs)
2: <laughs> I don't usually get that, but thank you. Um, I don't know, I
0: like those, um, those artsy types, very sort of like, uh, dreamy, kind of mysterious. Let me guess. You're a painter?
2: Mm, close. Photographer.
0: Hmm. Oh, yeah. Cameras. Those just happened or have been happening for 20 years. I can't remember.
2: I won't bore you with a small talk, um, I got your name from Miliana. Okay. My sister has lost her uh, oracle abilities. Mm hmm. You've gotta, there's gotta be some way to get it back. And Ileana has led me to you, so I think that you know there is.
0: Sure, sure. I mean, that, that, um, was my specialty a while ago. I mostly go in for <laughs> bartending right now. Um, okay. I'm gonna have to attend to the other customers and maybe, um, uh, look at my books for a minute, so can you just hang out here for a few minutes while I go do some work?
2: I look around. There's still nobody.
0: Sorry, sorry. She, um, taps a glass on the bar twice, and suddenly the bar is full of people. Uh, you can see them at every table, even the stool next to you. There is a big kind of, uh, burly guy dressed like a plumber, Uh, with, like, a low baseball cap pulled over, uh, swinging down a beer, like, a foot away from you to your right.
2: How? 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 Okay. You know, I don't need to ask. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) Sure. She, uh, she disappears down into the kitchen for a bit, and the, uh, the plumber guy to your right turns to look at you, and when he turns to look, you can see there is a huge length of steel pipe, uh, sticking out of his forehead. Um, with blood running down his face, uh, down the middle of it, and he says, um, I don't think I've seen you around here before. You new?
2: Uh, yeah, so new I'm not dead.
0: (laughs) Oh! Are Are you supposed to be here? Is that a problem? Should I get Charlie?
2: No, no, she knows I'm here. I'll leave soon, I swear.
0: Oh, oh god this must be this must be so I'm he covers up the pipe and he's like I'm so sorry ma'am uh I I didn't know you were gonna be here this must be really upsetting for you <laughs> um I could I could get a scarf or
2: no no I'm uh, I'm in hey I'm in your neighborhood sorry uh sorry for the intrusion
0: yeah it's just um it's uh it's nice to have a place to go where you can just kind of let it all hang out you know what I mean
2: Sorry if this is rude, Uh, I don't know the culture around being dead, but, uh, was that an accident?
0: (laughs) I wish. Oh man, my brother, he was my partner, we had a plumbing business, he was screwing my wife, look, I said it, no one's perfect, I confronted him, I did go after him with the wrench, I did start the wrench interaction, I'm gonna, you know, it's been 35 years, I can admit that, I'm the bigger person. He did get in with the pipe pretty quick, though. He got in with the pipe pretty quick. Quicker than the wrench. (laughs) And, you know, that's all it takes. Uh, But we have fun.
2: (laughs) Roman will offer a toast to wrenches.
0: (laughs) He clinks his bottle of beer, but it just kind of passes through your gin martini. Where? Um, After about uh, 20 minutes of idle chit-chat with uh, Harold the Plumber... Uh, Charlie makes her way back into the the bar. You can see she's been like serving people, but she's also got sticking out of her bar apron, uh, a few, uh, slim books that she pulls out and spreads out on the bar in front of you. And she says, um, now we need to do a couple of like diagnostic sort of questions here. Um, born oracle, struck by lightning, centaur curse, uh, allergic reaction, do you know?
2: Ileana took the powers?
0: No, but how'd she get them? Oh. How did your sister get them?
2: Oh, um, it's part of our blood. It's, my family has it. I mean, I don't, but our mom did.
0: Born with it. Gotcha, okay. She, like, shoves aside a pack of books, and she starts, uh, rifling through a couple more, and she says, um, "Mm, okay. And she, you said Ileana? Yeah, don't tell anyone I snitched. But you said Ileana sent you here?
2: It's complicated, but, uh, yeah.
0: God, she's impossible, isn't she? Lord, okay. She flips through and she says, okay, so stolen, stolen, mm, okay. She, uh, flips through another big fat book and she says, uh, okay, one final question. Uh, Is your sister as cute as you are? Much cuter. Single?
2: (laughs) Um, very much a married lady. But, uh, Mm. anything changes. I'll come back here. I know where to find you.
0: You sure do. Okay. She runs her finger down the massive page of this oversized book, and she says, So, we want to restore the powers of an oracle that has had them stolen. The oracle was gifted by birth. It is in her bloodline. Um, Few options here. Uh, Where's mom?
2: Uh, Like around. I could track her down.
0: Okay. Uh, Tracking down mom. There is a ritual we could do there. Um, If mom is not on the table, there is uh, stealing it from someone else who's also an oracle. Are we, is that above board?
2: I'd be fine with it. My sister, maybe not.
0: Okay, okay. Shooting me down. Making this a little bit tough. That's okay. I'm Charlie sorry. likes a challenge. Um, you know how hard it is to run the number one ghost bar in the city? This is nothing. This is cakewalk. <laughs> she uh, keeps rummaging through and she says, Okay, um, Is any murder off the table? How do we kill him?
2: Maybe I should come back with my sister. How's that sound?
0: I mean, uh... If you want, I've... Got a, lot, got a lot of customers today. I... I... Fine. Okay. She shuts the books. She says, fine. Come back with her. You know where to find me. Can't go anywhere else. It's kind of my whole biz. Um... Just, uh... You know, leave a nice tip. I'm kind of sticking my neck out here. I don't want to get on Ileana's bad side.
2: Oh. Definitely. I appreciate this so much, Charlie. I'll be back, and, uh... Am I allowed to... Um, can I be a regular here?
0: Do you have a card? Um, uh,
2: like a business card? Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe I would, because I'm kind of a photographer. Yeah, 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 I give her a card.
0: She means the card, her, her, the card, her card for the bar.
2: Oh, uh, yes, I have that.
0: Okay, just flash my card if anyone gives you trouble. Those aren't easy to come by, so uh, no one should give you the hassle. Besides, I like you. I think you do well here.
2: I'd like to come back.
0: She, uh, waves you off with a smile and gets back to refilling, uh, Harold's ghost plumber beer.
2: Cool. To leave? I don't gotta do the gust thing? No. I just leave.
0: No. Yeah. Normally, everyone can see everyone when they get down here. You obviously can't, so, uh, my apologies if I had known you were coming. I would have, uh, well, if I had known you were coming, I would have, uh, cleared my whole afternoon.
2: <laughs> okay, well, I love flattery, and also, there are many reasons for me to make this person my new best friend. I'll leave a big, big tip.
0: Okay, uh, and you head out of the last hurrah. Roman, um, you are maybe sitting on your bed, kind of playing with that business card, thinking about everything you've learned today and how you're going to track down Kitty. When Nox appears in your doorway and says, I want to track down Kitty. Okay, he can say whatever, I don't, I didn't, he can say whatever line he wants also. That was not.
1: Hey, how you doing, buddy?
0: Why? <laughs> you could say that,
1: for instance. Uh, why well, I haven't said that.
2: No, I'm saying why isn't why are you
1: here? Oh, <laughs> you just sit up and say why.
2: <laughs> um, hi, Nox.
1: Hi. You
2: don't have too many friends right now, eh?
1: wow okay uh, right out the gate uh if we're gonna be one i'll be blunt. Uh, i need a i need a favor go where is your sister right now
2: what do you want to, what do you want with kitty
1: she's been helpful in the past so um and frankly a little bit more Patient with me than the rest of you, so I would. <laughs> I'd like to get her help in whatever way I can.
2: Okay. Listen, I'm holding the cards here, and you need to convince me that you're not going to do something that's going to endanger my sister.
1: I'm sorry. Why would you think that? Uh, what? What is it? What you want? Something? What do you want me to do for you?
2: Nothing. I just want to make sure my sister's safe.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> Are you gonna run back into the Drake? I'm not saying that I didn't do anything there. I just no, need to know I, what you're It doing. just
1: it's we're getting tied up in some very dicey stuff, and twice now, maybe three times now, she's knowing exactly what's going to happen verbatim. Um, and it just seems like the best course of action is to. Even if it's a hazy vision of what's to come, it's better than going in completely blind.
2: It's funny you should mention her oracle powers. She doesn't really have them right now. This is where you gasp, or you sob.
1: I don't know. I, I don't understand. Uh, what do you mean? She just use them? Should we just...
2: Yeah, she... Is it like she needs to
1: rest for a while? A
2: lot has happened in the last...
1: Day. Day.
2: (laughs) She, um... Went to Ileana, your favorite, to get some... Drink to heal me. Uh, And it seems in the process, Ileana and her tricky ways went ahead and took her oracle powers. Um... And since you and Ileana are, again, not best friends, I think that it would be maybe in your interest to help me get Kitty's powers back.
1: Is it not in your interest? Or what have you been, I, you've known this and what, what have you been doing?
2: Excuse me, I, I barely slept, okay?
0: I went to a bar about it.
1: <laughs> you came to my place, got your nice reward and- You're
2: at my place.
1: No, 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 earlier. Oh, oh. All the while you knew this. Yeah? Yeah, I'm just uh, concerned for your sister.
2: I am concerned for my sister, but she wants to be left alone, and I'm not going to sprint around the city while she needs to take some time. Do you have any siblings that you really care about? Do you know what that dynamic's like? or are you? Yeah, just I have two brothers, me? and
1: I had to send them out of the city. A
2: okay, week ago. <laughs> so you understand what it's like to give somebody space when you're trying to figure out what's best for them, and you don't exactly know... Now, are you just going to keep insulting me? Or are I'm we going to work together? insulting you.
1: I don't... As much as I respect that, I don't think we have the time to give her the time.
2: Well, you might be right there. Uh, one problem, I don't actually know where she lives. I mean, I know how to track down her daughter. Oh, I
1: where her daughter is she can't be too far I'd imagine
2: let's go track down Joan who's very easy to find she works at the naturalist society and is like I think her girlfriend unconfirmed there's something there's something there they're close enough that she'll know so let's go
1: no I would love to talk to it would be okay to talk to Joan
4: (laughs) 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 it's just okay
2: (laughs) Roman and Knox bond over being
0: annoying. You guys want to head to the Natural Society to talk to Joan to get a lead, to find Betty, to find Kitty. Susan, do you think you'd be having like a meeting or something? It's been a minute since the last one.
4: Yeah, uh, probably discussing how to trap Malarax. Um,
0: I, th- I thought maybe that could be the vibe. Yeah. The thing either. that's interesting to me is that you you very explicitly um, barred Knox from setting foot in the Natural Society again. And that's the tainted, he needs an express invitation to enter a space like that. That's not true, he can do whatever he wants. But um, I think that if you guys roll up the natural society, Roman with Nox in tow, um, when Joan steps out from the meeting to open the door and greet you, uh, her face hardens when she sees Knox, and she says, Susan was very clear about this, I don't want trouble.
2: Wait, would you enter or would you like stand in the on the porch or what?
0: Depends.
1: I I mean, I don't really need to go inside. I feel like we'd have this conversation.
2: Okay, I tie you up, and I leave a water bowl by your scorpion tail, and I say, Okay. I'll be back, boy!
1: (laughs) Um,
2: No. (laughs) Well, okay, if Joan is going to be kind of cagey, even at just Nox being on the porch, um, I'll tell her, Hey, we are barely going to be here. We just need to track down my sister. Um, and we're hoping you know where Betty lives, or is, or...
0: Joan looks back into the interior of the Naturalist Society and, um, weighs her options for a minute. Steps out onto the porch of the Naturalist Society and shuts the door behind her, and looks both of you up and down, and she says, Is there something wrong with, with Liz? Something I should know about?
2: No, no. Liz is fine. Um, just... Kitty left suddenly and we're uh we need to talk to her right away.
0: Uh okay. I mean if if Liz is at home, she'll be uh in the penthouse of the uh Royal Court apartments. Let me know if, if there's if there's anything wrong with Betty, if there's anything you need. Maybe just like come by my place instead of um this place.
2: Bear. I think I might know where Joan lives, correct?
0: I I have the ability to tell you because I am Joan right now, and it's okay. <laughs>
2: okay, well, then I ask, and she tells us, and we leave. <laughs> nice.
0: So I think you guys are going to proceed directly to Kitty's apartment, yeah? Yeah. Yep. You take the streetcar down to Kitty's apartment. The tower is, like, unlocked, and there's, like, a new map quadrant filled in, finally. And uh, when you step inside... So I think the uh, the doorman, if you know the name and the, the unit number, like any, you know, um, apartment, he'll like let you up. He lets you onto the 13th floor and the elevator door closes behind you and you walk down the hallway to Kitty's front door. Roman, you maybe feel um, excited and a little bit nervous. I mean, Kitty has seen how you've lived pretty intimately for the past five or six weeks, and this is your moment to... Uh, enter her entire world her whole life this this kitty realm that you've heard about where she's described like beautiful galas and balls and fantastically expensive clothes and food um, you feel maybe a little bit out of place with dirt on the toes of your shoes and um, a little bit of gin still in your liver but um, you look down at this door and you what knocks like picks the lock you bust on in what is it what happens I mean, I knock first. No
1: response. Uh, OK, then I, uh, yeah, I'll attempt to, to, to pick it.
0: I'm going to say you would need to just keep your cool to make sure you can get this done. Oof, four. You lean down and uh, try to pick the lock. You've maybe picked one or two locks in your time as a jazz musician, as a son of a mafioso, perhaps. Um, But whatever experience you had in the field has long since passed you by. And after, I would probably say that after like 10 or 15 frustrating minutes with Roman glaring over your shoulder, you eventually sort of sigh in exasperation. Your hand becomes a powerful, meaty claw, and you force the doorknob and wrench the door open, and it clatters against the inside wall. You stroll into Kitty and Axe's apartment, that she keeps with her husband, Philip, and her stepdaughter, Betty, and you begin to search and uncover the truth behind the Anakas family. Thanks for listening to episode 14 of Lakeshore. We'll be back with more Urban Shadows on August 18th. As well, we're some episodes ahead in recording and preparing to cap off Lakeshore with a great finale, which means we're looking for some one-shots to play as a palate cleanser. Is there an RPG that you know that would make a great Many Realms one-shot? Tag us on Twitter or Instagram and tell us about it. Thanks.